You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky Athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be recapping Kentucky basketball's crucial victory over the Mississippi State Bulldogs. We're going to be discussing what the Wildcats need to do moving forward. I'm going to talk a little bit about where they are now in bracketology, at least according to one Joe Lenardi. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the show. This win over Mississippi State makes Kentucky's NCAA tournament hopes really interesting. Uh, I think the Wildcats still have a little bit more work to do, but this was a big one. So let's go ahead and get into it. Kentucky, 71. Mississippi State, 68, was the final score in Starkville last night. Massive victory for the Wildcats. Cannot describe how big this was for their momentum and their hopes to get into the big dance here in just a few weeks. Kentucky is now 17-9, and 8-5 on the season in SEC play. They are tied for fourth in the SEC standings. If they get a win over Auburn and take care of some other business, they have a legitimate shot at finishing with a double bye in the SEC tournament. Looking at this game specifically, though, there is one huge thing that I want to take away from this matchup. Obviously, it's Kentucky's chances on the bubble. So as we've been talking about over the past couple of days, Kentucky was on the, uh, I believe, the first four outline uh, on the bubble, and they have since moved to the last four in, actually at the top of that last four in. So if they get another win here, they could be in uh, as a one of the teams with a last four by. So Mississippi State now drops to the first four out. Kentucky now in the last four in. Swapped spots after a crucial victory in Starkville. This is massive. Really, really big for Kentucky's chances. They did not stand a chance to get into the NCAA tournament if they did not pick up this victory. Quad one victory for the Wildcats, who are now 40th in the net rankings. So... You look ahead quickly before we dive into what actually happened in this matchup against State. You look ahead to Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Kim Palm thinks Kentucky wins two of those, Florida, or excuse me, Auburn and Vanderbilt. That Florida game is going to be very interesting because of what Colin Castleton is uh, for the Gators in that matchup and what he's been able to do against Oscar Sheepway for almost two seasons now. Uh, but that's that, there are... I would say outside of the Arkansas game, there are four legitimate chances for Kentucky to win. The question simply is, at this point, do they grind it out like they did last night? Do they find a way to get that victory despite some of their defensive lapses? It's going to be close. It's going to be a dogfight. But hey, we knew that Kentucky needed this one, and they got it. The biggest, I think, takeaway from the individual performances has to be Oscar Shibwe, what he did on the offensive end of the floor. Four turnovers for Shibwe, which has just kind of been the thing for him uh, over these past, I don't know, 20 games or so. He's just kind of been that 
for the Wildcats. He's been the, the, the biggest problem in the turnover department. But 18 points, 11 rebounds. He had a couple of assists. He had a steal. Big performance for, from Shibway on the offensive glass. Kentucky had 18 offensive rebounds. Seven of them came from Shibway. That was so important for Kentucky to hang on in this second half after building a 13-point lead, I believe, at one point in the second half. It was so important for them to find those opportunities crashing the glass, and it gave them a couple more buckets than, honestly, they probably should have gotten in this one. I'm just going to be completely honest with you, but huge performance from Shibway on that end. He could not hold Tolu Smith. Uh, no, nobody could hold Tolu, who finished 8 of 9 from the floor, 6 of 7 from the foul line, had 5 rebounds and 22 points and 3 blocks. Um, it just kind of continues the uh, inability for Kentucky to protect the rim, the inability for Kentucky to stop the uh, the opposing team's best big man. That's just reality at this point for Oscar Shibway and co. They can't play defense, and that's just kind of what Kentucky's battling against. Early on in this game, it looked like both teams were going to shoot pretty well. Kentucky was kind of eager to slow the pace down in this one. Mississippi State content to speed it up, which was very out of character for the Bulldogs, who finished with 19 fast break points. 19. Kentucky turned the ball over 12 times, and I think State scored on just about every single time uh, the Wildcats turned it over. Every single one of those possessions. And this is not a Mississippi State team that plays fast at all. They're 333rd nationally in adjusted tempo. They don't play fast. And so whenever they got opportunities, they got out and ran against a Kentucky team that doesn't like to get back in transition. And they capitalized. Unfortunately, it was not enough. Kentucky ended up simply taking more shots in this game, making a couple of more twos. Also, uh, I think things were pretty even at the foul line. At the end of the day, what made Kentucky... I think kind of take this one over at one point in the second half and then allowed them to hold on was the fact that they just simply rebounded better. That was just kind of the takeaway for me is 38 rebounds for Kentucky as opposed to Mississippi State's 22. You had your best rebounder play very well uh, on one end of the floor and your team as a whole crashed the glass. It gave you second chance opportunities and it put you at the foul line just as much as State. Both teams, by the way, finished with 19 and 20 free throws, respectively. Both teams shot 6 of 20 from 3. It was just simply, at the end of the day, Kentucky getting more opportunities because they were able to find that positioning whenever miss misses happened. So, props to Kentucky, man. Props to, to Oscar Sheepway. Props to Chris Livingston and Jacob Toppin. The front court played very well, uh, I think, on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, you look at Jacob Toppin, who finished 7 of 9 from the floor. He made his only three-pointer. He took three rebounds, two assists, two steals. Just a great performance from Toppin. Uh, I don't really think that can, excuse me, Mississippi State had somebody that could have kind of taken on Toppin defensively that showed throughout the game. Toppin also was just hitting. His mid-range jumpers that he takes, sometimes he's hot, sometimes he's not. Tonight, or excuse me, last night, he was able to get it done. And Chris Livingston finished six, three of six from uh, from the floor in this game. He got fouled several times, taking it strong to the basket. Almost had an insane dunk uh, in this one as well. Five rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. Uh, the starting lineup just kind of filled up the stat sheet. You look at what Kentucky wants to do moving forward with their rotation. I, I guess at this point, they're just content to play their five until Wheeler and Frederick get back. And whenever they do get back, do you see more of an eight-man rotation? More than an eight-man rotation? 
Lance Ware played eight minutes. Thiero played eight minutes. Collins played six. I think whenever Wheeler and Frederick are healthy, you're not going to see them play that much anymore. That's just kind of my, my stance on it. Ugunna and Yenzo is not going to play this season. I don't think he'll play for the rest of the year. After last night, after what Coach Cal said earlier this week, saying, hey, maybe we should play these guys. Maybe we should play Ugunna and Yenzo. And then he just not play him. Yeah, he's, he, he has no interest in doing that for the rest of the year. No way. And that's sad because of what we thought he could contribute defensively for this team. Uh, that's just the reality of it, is that Kentucky's not going to see him. Final thing here, guard play. Antonio Reeves, 5 of 12 from the floor, 4 of 7 from 3, big time in this game at different moments, responding whenever the Bulldogs could have potentially gotten on a run. Cason Wallace, uh, is horrendous the right word? 1 of 13 from the floor, 0 of 8 from 3. Uh, I think that that would describe his performance shooting. Uh, he only had one turnover to 11 assists, though. So he was doing one thing right. Um, also got a couple of steals as well. He'll bounce back. I, I trust that he'll bounce back. But yeah, it was essentially the starting five against uh, Mississippi State's rotation. And the Wildcats were able to get it done. So really proud of that. And really anticipatory, if that's a word. Uh, I'm anticipating the performances moving forward from this team, especially if they're healthy. They got a massive game on Saturday against Tennessee. Every game from here on out is big, but this one uh, is the chance to take down what is currently a top 10 team. Uh, and also, Tennessee, in case you did not see it, just beat number one Alabama 68-59 to uh, last night as well. So that could be a really, really big game uh, for the Wildcats if they were able to get the series sweep, season sweep over the Vols. Hey, before we talk about what the Kentucky Wildcats need to do better here down the stretch, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000, and that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, Point scores, threes drain. They've got player props like points, rebounds, assists, all that good stuff. And then so many more exclusive bets on top of that. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. You can make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, continuing along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. So Kentucky picking up a massive win over State. Moving forward, what do the Wildcats need to do better? Well, I think they need to do two things better here as we wrap up. I think number one, and this ties into what we saw last night, we need to see Kentucky get more stops at the rim. Full stop both in the half court and in transition. Again, like I mentioned, one of the slowest teams in the nation, probably the slowest team in the SEC, just got 19 points on the fast break against Kentucky's defense, which, by the way, according to Kim Palm, has now slid outside the top 100 in defensive-adjusted efficiency. So Kentucky won a game, um, and their defense got worse, uh, which is really entertaining to see, even though they only gave up 68 points. Uh, that's that's what they got to do. They got to find a way to get back better, and that's coaching. I think defense is all about coaching. 
Uh, you see players, excuse me, you see coaches like Tony Bennett get the most out of their rotation. They have a system. They have a thing that they implement every single year with each individual player on roster, and they're able to consistently execute on that end. They're one of the most efficient teams in the country in that department. doesn't matter if they've got the five stars or not to do it. They just do it. Uh, Coach Cal, this coaching staff, they've got to do a better job of finding ways to put their guys in better positions defensively because it is about communication and coaching. That's all it is, simply put. You need to be able to put a better system in place. That's whatever you've got to do to, to tell these guys to get back better. It's, it has to happen right now. If you're going to make any sort of push for the NCAA tournament and then expect to win a game, you got to be able to run with these other teams. It's not necessarily going to be a problem, I think, because of the nature of these final five opponents. Arkansas is going to be a problem. Vanderbilt could be an, an issue. But overall, I mean, these teams are relatively slow. They play in the half court. They don't shoot a ton of threes. Uh, you would like to think that Kentucky doesn't struggle uh, over these final five games, but you also just let one of the slowest teams in this country uh, drop 19 fast break points on you. So I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I know that it needs to happen. I know it needs to change both in the half court and transition. Don't think it's necessarily likely, I guess is the word. And again, clearly Onyenzo isn't going to play anymore this season. So there there goes your chances of, of maybe rotating him in and hopefully trying to adjust some things. The other thing I think Kentucky needs to do, and this honestly may end up being more crucial for the NCAA tournament. You've got to find better outside shooting. I mean, that's just plain and simple. You have to find better outside shooting from your shooting guards. So CJ Frederick, whenever he's able to get back into this rotation, uh, he can't just casually go one for seven, one for eight, like every other game. That can't happen anymore. Kentucky's got to get production out of him or he's going to sit. Or he should, rather. I don't know if Cal's going to actually do that. But you shouldn't play a player that's not going to be able to get anything done for you on the defensive end while also missing every shot he takes. Kaysen Wallace has to shoot better than he did last night. Antonio Reeves has been way more consistent over these last, what, five, six, seven games? Hasn't necessarily translated to wins. Kentucky needs him to continue to play well. And then Jacob Toppin, I think, actually, weirdly enough, is another player that if you pick and choose his spots correctly... He could become a better three-point shooter. You know, in the game against Georgia, he was two of four from behind the arc. He does not take a lot of threes. In fact, every other game, he doesn't take a lot. He doesn't really take more. He may, may not even take one. But I do think because of the nature of what he is in those selective moments, hitting about 50% of the time in those selective moments, uh, I think you start to give him some more opportunities. Straight up. Reeves, Wallace, Frederick, even Wheeler can get hit, pick and choose his spots, but Toppin may end up getting some of those big-time threes like he did against LSU that could end up being huge. It's only three points, but I think that you can selectively decide when to let Jacob Toppin shoot and expect consistent results. I think that that's something you should look at. So... Those are the two things that I think Kentucky needs to do a little bit better. Obviously, there's a lot of things that the Wildcats need to adjust with um, as we kind of close down the stretch here. Again, five really important games. We've gotten past one. Let's see if we can pick up a couple of more quad one victories. Tennessee, Florida, Auburn, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas. 
Vandy, obviously the only team out of that group that is not a quadrant one opponent. I actually don't know where Florida sits right now, although they are a quad one team, according to Ken Palm. But you've got chances, man. You've got chances to get two more wins. Probably two more is what's going to do it for you. It's going to at least put you squarely, squarely on the bubble heading into the SEC tournament. And that's all you can ask for uh, with this slate, to be completely honest with you. It's tough. It's tough. We'll see if the Wildcats can get it done. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hey, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And God bless.